0: global business news 24 hours a day at bloomberg.com the radio plus mobile app and on your radio this is
1: a bloomberg business flash and good morning i'm john tucker let's uh, head over to the bloomberg first word breaking news desk for today's morning call here's bill maloney good morning john a big deal in the healthcare space today amid global equity weakness abbott labs to buy saint jude medical in a deal valued at about 25 billion Abbott is trading lower by 8.5% pre-market. Japan fell 3.6% overnight as the BOJ declined to add more stimulus, while main European markets are also lower across the board, led by 2% losses in Spain. Here in the U.S., Dow futures are lower by 127 points, s and dropped 13, and Nasdaq futures declined by 14. The U.S. 10 year falls to 1.84%. On the U.S. economic front at 8.30, initial jobless claims and GDP... At 11 o'clock, Kansas City Fed. After the Bellis Night Facebook beat, shares are up 10% pre-market. Some of the earnings highlights today, Aetna, Time Warner Cable, Bristol Myers, MasterCard, and Viacom all beat, Domino's Pizza Mist, and UPS EPS Beat. In other deal news, First Cash and Cash America to merge in a $2.4 billion deal. And Santa Fe offered to buy Medivation for fifty-two fifty a share in cash. In other news, Priceline CEO resigned. Shares are currently halted. Finally, some of your Wall Street upgrades and downgrades, Twitter cut to hold at Argus. American Airlines raised a weight at Morgan Stanley. Schlumberger cut to hold over at SockGen. And Hess cut to neutral at UBS. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. John. Uh, thanks, to Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type type squawk go on your terminal. And that is a Bloomberg business flash. Tom and David. John, she helped. James Whitey-Bolger. All right.
2: John Tucker, thank you very much. Uh, Michael and David here. Michael McKee, along with David Gura, as we uh, try to struggle along somehow without uh, It's Tom hard. Peter. A lot of uh, reaction on Twitter to the question of where in the world is is my favorite guest. That, that was the latest yes. guest. That's, that's <laughs> no, not correct. Now you said right. Not correct. Uh, Neil Borowski is with us. Haven't talked to him in a while since he was the uh, former inspector general at the, the Treasury Department for the uh, – uh, the the TARP um, uh, trebled asset relief yeah trebled asset relief program. He's now uh, at Jenner and Block, and he has an interesting new uh, piece out about uh, transparency at the Treasury following the Panama Papers release. They're going to dre- they've got a rule in place. They're going to put it out there to compel U.S. banks to identify people who use shell companies, as many of those identified in the Panama Papers apparently did. And uh, Neil. Um, if this had been in place earlier, would we have seen the kind of activity that we saw? Or is this kind of a band aid on a much larger issue?
0: I think it's a, a, a much larger issue. You know, the United States really kind of stands alone in countries in, in, in regulating its banks and not making this kind of simple requirement that when, you know, a, a shell company a company opens a bank account with a U.S. bank, it's not required to identify who the actual owner of, of the company, who the, 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 you know, the term is beneficial owner. And this is a problem for a whole host of reasons. It encourages tax evasion, uh, it, you know, these vehicles are often used not just for hiding taxes, but for drug trafficking, laundering proceeds. And so Treasury, you know, proposed this rule really about six years ago, and it's just been bogged down. But I think in the light of the Panama paper scandal, they finally said, okay, now we're gonna get it final. Um, And and that's a really good thing for law enforcement, and it's a good thing for the banks themselves um, so they have a better shot of knowing who these customers are and to keep them from getting into trouble, which we've seen sort of over and over again in recent years.
1: Neil, as you point out
0: in your piece, uh, the U.S. is not party to the OECD's tax transparency initiative.
1: We are an outlier here. When you look at all the countries that that are, I think it's more than, than 100 that are. Why is that the case, and do you see that changing here over time?
0: Look, I think the yeah, you know the, the tax transparency issue for OECD is, is essentially requires countries who sign on to it to get on a path to automatically exchanging information with other countries about accounts held in their country. And so the US uh, really stands alone in a different aspect, in that it already requires countries around the world or banks around the world to produce that information to to the IRS. It's through a bill passed a couple of years ago called FATCA. So they're already receiving all of that information, but they're not providing that information to all the signatories of the OECD. They do it one-off on some country-specific uh, agreements, um, but I think you know, automatic exchange is sort of the future of global the fight against global tax sheets, so I think it's only a question of a matter of time. But for any type of exchange to be uh, functional, whether it's through these one-off agreements or through the the broader OECD, there has to be identification of beneficial owners. Otherwise, the information that's provided is here's this shell company in the BVI um, so it actually doesn't even go to the home country where the person who's actually using the account is, is there because the banks don't even know who that person is. So I think it's inevitable, and I think this rule is inevitable in that it helps get the United States up to the same place where, you know, countries that we think of synonymous with, with tax evasion, you know, Switzerland and the Cayman Islands, you know, they all have this rule. So it, it's, it's really modernizing the U.S. and sort of getting up to speed of where the sort of necessary transparency that's really – just has to have in this sort of global economy, uh, especially with the threats of, of money laundering and terrorism.
2: Well, how big is, is the issue? The, the paper's really obviously focuses attention on it, but is this a real major problem for the U.S. Treasury? You
0: know, it's hard to know, right, because it's it's an on, you know, drug traffickers and, you know, criminals who use these accounts don't sort of keep statistics and publish them. About five years there was an estimate that about $40, mil, $40 billion is is funneled through these non-transparent shell companies in any given year. So that's a big number. And, and look, you know, I was a former prosecutor, was former head of a, of, a, of a law enforcement agency that investigated drug trafficking, white-collar crimes. And it's very, very frustrating when you find a dirty account and the bank can't tell you who the owner of the account is. It's a really important law enforcement um, technique in addition to helping tax transparency. Um, and so this is one of those sort of – it doesn't solve everything, this step, but it's a right step in the right direction um, to sort of help combat these problems, which are really global in nature in the United States, stands alone. And, and frankly, by standing alone on this, the United States – is risk becoming known as one of the world's biggest tax haven. It's leapfrog in countries that have traditionally held that role because we make it easy for foreigners to hide their money in the US from foreign tax authorities and that's that's not where we want to be.
2: Neil Borowski from General Block, thanks very much for being with us today. David, another uh, we 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 have uh, all kinds of uh, red headlines out there. China Eastern's going to buy 15 Boeing 787s, Airbus 350 of their A3 50 planes. Uh, Bloomberg surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Explore what high conviction investing means to Invesco's value equity managers. Watch the conversation at Invesco.com slash interactive. Coming up, though, with all due respect, highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit Land Rover or State.com or call one 800 four wd for details. Land Rover above and beyond.